Hello everyone and good Tuesday to you guys. I wanted to swing by um, and kind of talk to you guys about the pattern that we're entering in. As you know, the world of weather is always changing. There's, you know, always changes to the forecast and I just wanted to talk to you guys for a moment. Um, the big picture is that we are currently in a El Nino phase. And there's actually three phases. Um, you have an El Nino, a La Nina, and a neutral phase. And what I'm referring to is ocean water temperatures off the coast of, say, like Ecuador, Purdue, or... or I'm sorry, Peru, and uh, basically off the coast of the western side of South America. And these waters, you know, of course, um, the area of waters that we watch extend out quite a ways towards the west. We ha you know, the technical part of that, we have those in different zones or sectioned off. And, you know, if you just so happen to come across one, you'll say, like, uh, ENSO or ENSO uh, 3.4, 34, you know, whatever it may be. That, that's the technical part of it. But um, we actually monitor these water temperatures out here because we have found that it has a direct correlation to what happens with the weather here anywhere in the United States, especially the lower 48. And it has a massive impact on hurricane season for those of you who live near the Gulf of Mexico or touch the Atlantic Ocean. Um, you know, whatever phase we're in has a huge effect. And so us being in a El Nino phase means that ocean waters uh, in, that, in that area we just talked about are running warmer than normal. Now, we do have things that are called like super El Ninos or, you know, super La Nino, you know, whatever it may be. Now, now a La Nina, of course, is the opposite. Cooler than average or cooler than normal ocean waters in that same area. And you do have that neutral phase. It's, you know, kind of in between. And right now with an El Nino going on, what tends to happen in our area of the world here in Kentucky, we tend to see cooler than normal temperatures and wetter than normal temperatures. So it typically gives us an active storm track. Usually means um, you get an active severe weather season. You typically, of course, see more rain than normal. And again, cooler than normal temperatures and that's exactly what we're seeing and as we take a look at the forecast uh, just earlier I took a look at the 12z the afternoon run of the uh, of the GFS model and again uh, take this with a grain of salt because it's one model run but what continues to show up in, in the mid-levels of the atmosphere is uh, you know system after system just hammering. I can't really say hammering because uh, it's not that they're potent systems, it's just that it's system after system um, cutting through the eastern half of the country. And 
So we see what's called a trough setting up in the eastern half of the country that will bring cooler than normal temperatures, but also brings that active storm track in there to where you see more rain than normal. And, you know, you get a little bit stormier conditions. While areas back to the southwest, they've kind of got a ridge that's, that's built up there. So they, they're a little bit warmer, but the general theme with an El Nino summer is um, cooler than normal, wetter than normal for the eastern half of the country. And when we're talking about these storm tracks setting up, it, it plays a pivotal role in uh, hurricane season. And that's why, with it being June, uh, it's, it's not uncommon for us to get a couple of named systems rolling in June. Well, you know, we've seen some happen really early in the year. We've seen some happen really late in the year. And so it's really important that we watch these storm tracks and the patterns and the per, uh, persistency or the persistence of, of each trough that swings in. Where does that high pressure ridge set up? Um, based on what I'm seeing, assuming that this pattern doesn't change, um, you know, the Gulf of Mexico could get active. The uh, western side of Florida, you know, catching some uh, systems that kind of come in from the Caribbean, uh, coming up into the Gulf of Mexico and then caught, get caught by a trough. So they get blocked by high pressure ridge from going west, but that trough dips down sometimes far enough south to pick up a system and hook it to where it, it makes that hard right turn and can impact uh, the western side of Florida, uh, up into the, uh, the peninsula, um, you know, Georgia, you know, Alabama, kind of areas when you get that hook back east rather than continuing to move west and northwest. Now, good thing that there is no system that we're currently watching down in the Gulf that was just hypothetical. And there's just a, a whole lot that kind of goes into it. And with us being in an El Nino phase, we typically get a little more active um, hurricane season. Um, but anyways, back towards uh, the weather here at home. Uh, as I was mentioning, I was looking at the GFS model. And it's showing the next two weeks. You know, you get system after system, trough after trough, and again, um, not every day is going to run cooler than normal. Not every day is going to have rain, but that's going to be your general theme of things. And it's actually showing maybe towards week three, right around the end of the month, possibly into the beginning of July, we start to warm things back up. So we get, um, we're still going to have warm days, of course, but we back closer towards normal, maybe even a little bit above normal. Be nice to get a good little dry streak for right around the 4th of July. Everybody's got uh, some kind of festivities, whether it be fireworks, cookout, grilling, um, whatever it may be. So it will be nice to get a little bit of this pattern break right around then. And I'm not too sold on it just yet. What we're gonna have to do is continue to watch uh, each model as it comes in, look for some of these uh, consistencies and the patterns between them. 
Um, but the general theme is the next two weeks, we're going to continue to be a little bit active. We're going to be a little bit cooler than normal. Like the last couple of days have given everybody a taste to fall. And I'm seeing a lot of folks talking about, oh, hey, we're just going to, you know, graze on past summer and go straight into fall. And that's interesting to note, too, because I'm going to be taking a look back to see how El Nino falls um, have been in, in the last several years and how that goes leading up into winter. And again, that's assuming that El Nino continues to hang around. I have not seen the latest Enso forecast uh, for uh, you know where El Nino could be. We just came out of back-to-back -back La Nina winters, which was, uh, which has only happened a couple of different times in history. So that's, you know, going to be a whole other thing to take a look at. But again, the, I wanted to drop by and just talk to you guys and let you know what I'm seeing um, with the El Nino. And what does that mean in the short term? Continuing to see cooler than normal temperatures. A little bit wetter than normal the last five days. Uh, much of the area has picked up over two inches of rain. Um, so any given system that comes in could, again, depending on the potency of each individual system, but seeing the fact that uh, El Nino is supportive of it, we, you typically see some flooding events at, at some point. But again, I'm, I'm getting into way too much details and uh, hypotheticals again. Uh, the one thing you just need to know is that we're going to continue to run slightly cooler than normal and slightly wetter than normal. You still have warm days, but it's not going to be that blistering heat that tends to happen right around this time of year. Guys, I appreciate you guys always listening in. If any severe weather comes into the picture, you guys will be the first to know on the Facebook page. Guys, make it a great Tuesday. Have a great evening and take care.